0: Hello, folks. Welcome to Notoriously Episcopalian, a podcast of sermons from me, Kelly Hudlow, an itinerant Episcopal priest in Alabama. Thanks for listening. This is a sermon offered for Easter Day, April 17, 2022, offered at the Episcopal Church of the Messiah in Heflin, Alabama. The principal text for the sermon is Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12, The Women's Discovery of the Empty Tomb. May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I wonder what the women talked about as they walked through the darkness on that first Easter morning. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the unnamed others had been witnesses to it all. They watched as God's power and promise were nailed to a tree outside of Jerusalem. Their hope hanging soon faded away as the stone slid into place at the tomb where they laid him. Jesus, their teacher, their friend, their savior. I'm sure as they walked, they told stories because that is what we do at times like this. Maybe Mary Magdalene told the story of the widow's son in Nain, how Jesus called the boy back from the dead. Or the story of the woman, sick for years, cured in an instant just by touching Jesus' robe. Or the story of the crowd fed with baskets of food left over. Or maybe they told of the time that Jesus whispered the words, little girl, get up. And Jairus' daughter did just that. Or maybe they talked of Mary's song and the hope she declared her son would bring. Or Anna's words that this child, this man would redeem us. Or when those stories did not ease the sting of their tears, maybe they told older stories. Stories of a God who spoke life into the world. A God who brought down Pharaoh and set God's people free. A God who caused dry bones to live. How idle those tales must have seemed for the women walking at dawn carrying spices to a tomb. I'm sure they told stories though because that is what we do at times like this. We tell familiar stories that help us remember who we are and who we loved. We tell the stories to make sense of the loss, to celebrate the life of the one who died. But when the women arrived at the tomb, Mary Magdalene and the others, they discovered that they would again be witnesses to God's power at work. They came expecting to find a body, but instead they found the stone moved and the tomb empty. Angelic visitors confront them now with a new story. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Forget the story of the world, the story that told you that you would find a body in this tomb, that death and grief and loss would have the final word. But remember the story that Jesus told you back in Galilee, that he would be handed over, that he would be crucified, but that he would rise again. And when Mary Magdalene and the women remembered that story that Jesus told them, the empty tomb no longer signaled defeat, but offered proof that God keeps promises. Now, each of the Gospels has a slightly different story of the resurrection. Depending on the book, there are earthquakes and angels and encounters with the risen Christ. The details differ, but the essentials are the same. The tomb is empty, and the women are the first witnesses to the resurrection. Now, scholars point out that women were not logical choices as witnesses, writing this as if there is something logical about the resurrection. Women's testimony was questioned or overlooked. Their words were not considered credible in a court of law. But the writer of Luke shows us a God who makes surprising choices, chooses a young unwed mother to first bear witness to the incarnation, chooses shepherds tending their flocks in the field at night to receive the angelic message of hope and to go to the manger, choosing disciples from fishing boats and tax booths, a God that offers healing and miracles, not for the powerful, but for the ordinary. And so, women as witnesses... Who else could have testified? These women had witnessed Jesus in life and ministry, his teaching, his healing, his love. These women witnessed his arrest, his trial, his death, his burial. These women watched it all. In a way, it's women's work to bring life into the world to tend to the messiness and terror of birth that brings forth joy in life but it's also women's work in a way to tend to life leaving the world to tend to the messiness and fear of death which cast long shadows of grief who else Could have testified, but Mary Magdalene and those other women, unlike the other Gospels, in Luke's account, they are not given a divine charge to go and tell what they have seen, but they remember the words of Jesus. They experience the faithfulness of a God discovered in an empty tomb, and they have no choice but to bear witness to what they have seen. So I wonder what stories they told on the road back to the disciples now that they had witnessed the power of god to make bones live again the same power that created the world that saved god's people maybe they told those same stories of healing and feeding no longer in sadness but seeing the foundations of the resurrection that they now testify to And so, of course, when their joy and excitement encounters the grief and fear of the disciples, their story is dismissed as an idle tale, thought to be words of false hope, often found in grief, words of foolishness of women. But yet... Peter cannot resist the words of witness. The power of the story of the resurrection was too much to be dismissed. So he ran to the tomb. And I wonder what stories raced through his mind. Did he recall the story of Jesus calling him from his boat? Did he remember the waves being calmed on the sea? Did he remember Jesus' eyes watching him as he denied him? And then Peter finds the empty tomb And he is amazed, the women's idle tale proven true. I wonder what stories you told on your way here. Did you tell stories of Easter's from years past? Did you remember loved ones that are here no longer? Were you excited to see old friends or new faces in church this morning? Or maybe your story was a week filled with busyness without a moment to catch your breath. Or a week of anxiety or grief or loss. How will your stories change now that you remember that your sin, your failure, your brokenness is not the final word? That God creates, God loves, and God saves. We have gathered here this morning with beautiful music and prayers, not to be amazed, but to remember that the living are not found among the dead. The tomb is empty, that Christ is risen. We have gathered here to bear witness again to the saving grace of the resurrection. And as witnesses, we must testify. We must tell again the idle tale of the empty tomb. We must transform our lives to bear witness to Christ's powerful love and peace. So I wonder what stories you will tell as you leave this place. Will you tell the story of God who speaks life into the world, who brings down the powerful and sets people free, who causes dry bones to live? Will you speak of Jesus who calls, who heals, who saves, who knows our sufferings and bears them with us, who transforms death into new life? I wonder if you'll talk of Mary Magdalene and the women who saw it all and the idle tale they told that first Easter. (sighs) Will you dare to tell the story Hallelujah. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah.